I really go back and forth on the thought of going back to school. You know, for those random moments when you tell yourself, oh yeah, I could totally go back to school to become a veterinarian or archaeologist or whatever it is that you might daydream about. On one hand, it was fun being a college student, but on the other, yeah, I'm totally okay with not having homework and also not being broke. Living off of the Nature Valley bars that come in a hundred pack from Costco. And also, how do you even eat those without getting a million crumbs everywhere? But anyways, I think I go through this cycle where I'm working full time and I feel like I'd love to be back in school, but then when I'm in school, I feel like I'd love to be working and not being completely broke. But what if you could be in both worlds? And it turns out, you can. Working as a dietitian on a college campus to promote student wellness, just with the caveat that maybe not everyone will know exactly what you do as a dietitian on campus. Well, hopefully we can shed some light on this area of dietetics. And on today's episode, we get to hear from... My name is Holly Ellison, and I am a registered dietitian at Minnesota State University, Mankato. And what it's like to work as a dietitian on a college campus. There's so many things that people don't know that I do. I think even people that work with me sometimes have no idea. Like, what's the What's Holly up to right now? Like, what is she doing over there? She shows up here and does like smoothie bikes every once in a while. She tries to cut out fruit veggies, but she's really bad at it. Like, we see her talking to students in the cafeteria and giving them tours, and then she disappears. So, like, I am all over campus. So I think they think like maybe I would just work a few hours a day, but I'm in the dining center for a few hours, and then I'm in the Centennial Student Union for a few hours, and then I'm over by the athletic teams for a few hours, or in the student health services. So I think people just have no idea what I right. do or where I am or where I do it. And that's because it's a little bit of everything everywhere. I'm Jason Park, and this is Dietitians Unknown. I think the first question, the the age old question is, do you, should somebody hang the toilet paper like over or under? Over. I don't even think about that. Over. Right. But however, I do have to disclose that I worked in hospitality when I was in college and that is like a general rule in hospitality at hotels. Okay is over and then they fold it all fancy okay so, i like, didn't they fold like yeah. the corner yeah yeah i mean i didn't know that i mean like now that i think about it at the hotels that i've been yes it's always like mm-hmm. hung over but i guess you know i never think about it because that's how it always usually is um and the only reason i bring this up is because i was visiting my sister um a couple of weekends ago and to my surprise like <laughs> i went to their bathroom which her partner uses mostly and um, her, the toilet paper was hanging under. And I was like, what? Oh, like, savages. Like, yeah, it's right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, who does this? <laughs> Nobody does this. And so later I was talking to my sister. And I was like, I don't know. Are you sure Like, you want to be with this guy? Like, I don't know if you can trust someone <laughs> that hangs their toilet paper uh, under. Um, that is so funny. But, my yeah. husband is wildly inconsistent. 
Like he just he doesn't even look or care. He just puts the toilet paper on mm-hmm. the thing and just goes about his business. Like it could be under, it could be over. Like you never know what you're getting with that guy. <laughs> right. It's just the mission is toilet paper needs to go on the roll and like yes. that's that's it. Like mission accomplished. <laughs> you know, like doesn't matter if it's over, under. Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah. just thought it was universally like, you know, everybody hung it over, but um, when I, yeah, I was just, uh, yeah, I was a little disturbed when I went to my sister's. Yeah. I was like, what, what is your partner thinking over here? <laughs> Clearly it doesn't. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad we could um, engage in this debate. I, I don't think I've, I don't think anybody has ever told me like a good reason to hang it under yet. So I, I don't know if there's anybody who's like strongly like you mu- like you have to hang it like under Um but if someone is, if someone has a good argument, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but I would still argue against it. And then it. secretly, you'd, you'd just be like my enemy or something. Um, <laughs> you'd still be wrong. But yeah, exactly. Love to hear your argument. Exactly. Um, but thank you so much again. Like, thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. We just had your colleague and friend, Andrew. He was on the the podcast. Who's amazing, right? Is <laughs> yeah, he not no, he's like great. one of the most amazing persons ever? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. I love him. So yeah, he was on the show just a, a couple of months ago. And then I was actually looking for a dietitian who works on campus to interview and he had recommended you. So kudos to Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> and then um, also, again, thank you to you for agreeing to do this and taking your time to do this. So certainly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So I think, you know, we can just dive into it. We can have fun with it and just kind of see where this goes. But I think the first thing would be uh, would be nice to hear is kind of uh, your background and kind of what led you to nutrition and dietetics. Yeah. So what led me to dietetics? So I grew up in a very small town um, and I have always been, you can probably sense already, an extroverted person, um, like being around people, helping people. I like talking. I'm the three O's. I'm outgoing, outspoken, and opinionated. Um, so I knew I wanted to do something where I'd be surrounded by people, not like a desk job where I'd be alone. I wasn't sure what that meant, though. So when I graduated from high school, I'm a super homebody. I decided to stay at home for my first two years. and I got my associate's degree at the community college in my hometown. And from there, I was exploring options. So I was thinking maybe psychology, nursing, you know, just something where I could help people and be with people. Um, and I also have always loved food. So I was thinking maybe a chef, you know, I wasn't quite sure. Um, and then unfortunately, my second year of college, um, my papa, so my grandpa, he became very ill and he had quadruple bypass surgery. And I have always been super close with him, um, one of my best friends. And he was having a really hard time recovering from that. He was in the hospital for a long time after his surgery and just wasn't getting better. I spent many days in his hospital room with him. I'd go to school and work. And then I'd go and visit with him with him and I'd sit in the corner and do my homework. I'd often sleep there, you know, that chair that fold down to an uncomfortable bed. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and I'll never forget this moment. There was one occasion I was sitting in that chair in the corner doing my homework. And a woman walked into the room who did not look like a doctor or a nurse, but obviously belonged in the hospital. You could just sense it. (laughs) Um, And she was the first person. She walked in and introduced herself. And then she was the first person to pull up a chair 
and sit down next to Papa and look him in the eye. And she said, Frank, what can I do to get you the hell out of here? And I was like, whoa, who is this lady? (laughs) (laughs) Not a doctor. (laughs) And they spent an hour talking about the foods he was eating versus the foods he enjoys eating and finding a good compromise. And a week later, he went home because of her. And it was in that moment, you know, I got goosebumps and it was like a light bulb went on. I was like, oh, that's it. Like, I want to be a registered dietitian. Like, I watched her. She obviously loved and enjoyed helping people. It involves food. So I'm like, this is it. So then I started researching, you know, what schools have dietetics as a career field. Mankato had one. Um, I had a friend who was already going to school there, and she had an open apartment, um, open room in her apartment. So I was like, all right, enroll me. <laughs> I'm going to Minnesota State <laughs> University in Mankato, and I'm going to become a dietitian. This is it. Thank you, universe, for telling me what I needed. <laughs> and yeah. so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you just saw the impact that that dietitian had on someone you really cared about and um, kind of went from there. I mean, it sounds I like. I did. And prior to that, I honestly really had no idea what a registered dietitian was or what they did until that moment. And I think there's still a lot of those people out there. That oh, yeah. Know, oh, definitely. What the heck do they actually do? Yeah. No, sometimes I tell people and they're just like, uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, you, you, you don't know what that is, huh? And they're like, yeah, no. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, like well, why did you just, yeah, why did you, I yeah, I was like, why did you nod your head and say yes then? Um, <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, it's like I I feel like everybody does it. You know, it's like um, something that just happens naturally. But Mm -hmm. um, but they know and they don't want you to start judging them on what they're eating. So they just like nod and hope to move on with the conversation. Yes, definitely. I have definitely had that before. And they're like, oh, and I eat salads you know i'm like um okay like (laughs) thanks for telling me um didn't really ask you what you ate but um okay thanks for sharing thanks for your confession that was awesome (laughs) yeah but so you had you found that interest and then you went to minnesota minnesota state university mankato for their uh, dietetics program and i guess when you were in the program did you find that you kind of knew where in dietetics you wanted to work or like was that also <laughs> kind of like a, not. <laughs> like a you know up in the air for you that was an up in the air for me um one thing I really like about the program at MSU Mankato is that they require an undergraduate internship so they require you to have 90 hours working with a or several dietitians in whatever area of your choosing. And I think it's a really good place for dietetic students to start to figure that out. Like, what am I good at in dietetics and what area do I like and want to explore more of? And then on top of that, you know, the postgraduate internship, you're forced to do all of it. You have to have those accredited hours in all of those rotation areas you really find out quickly then Mm. like on the job training like okay I really like clinicals and I'm good at it or in my instance okay I'm good at clinicals but I don't really like it so you're you're able to figure it out then and that's really I think where I did figure it out um but 
everything changes. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> absolutely. So I guess for you, like, you know, finishing the dietetics program, like what was your first job coming out of um, the program after you became a, a, a dietitian? So going back to my undergraduate internship, I spent some time with a dietitian who works in kind of a unique area as a dietitian in a grocery store, mm-hmm. um, high V realtors. Real, not realtors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Ivy grocery stores. Wow. That's all um, right. And I, I really enjoyed the work that she did. It was kind of a combination of like food service, community, and a little bit of clinical. Um, and then doing my postgraduate internship, I was able to work in a grocery store again. Um, and in multiple other community sites. And I still really, really liked community. So coming out of completing that internship and getting my RD, I was really seeking for any job. I think like any person is, you know, anything is better than nothing. But ideally in that community area, um, I ended up first working for Wanger Physical Therapy, now known as Optivist, um, helping them develop like a nutrition program to go along with their um, physical therapy sessions that they were doing. And then I landed a job actually at Hy-Vee Grocery Store as a registered dietitian. Mm. And I was very fortunate to get that. And I did that for over seven years before landing here at MSU. Great. Yeah. And actually, that's what I was going to ask next to you know, talk, <laughs> ask you um, what led you to your current position. So I think, wow. Yeah. So you did work. So you worked at Hy-Vee for seven years. And I guess like what... What made you decide to pursue like being a dietitian like at a university campus? In all honesty, life. So I mm-hmm. really, I enjoyed being a high V dietitian. Um, I think if life wouldn't have forced me to choose differently, I wouldn't have. However, again, I think it was the universe redirecting me and telling me this is where I needed to be, and I love my job and my position now. It is so rewarding. It's different from what I did as a high dietitian, but yet extremely similar at the same time. Um, so a year ago, so March of 2020, no, February, March-ish, hy actually let go of over a hundred of their dietitians oh, wow. in like a mm-hmm. two-day period. They were restructuring. None of us saw it coming. And then the pandemic hit. So I was the insurance carrier for my family. Um, So my husband got a different job and so did I. And I ended up at MSU Mankato. And again, I think it was just the universe redirecting me to where I needed to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've kind of been, I think, I mean, we've been talking about a little bit in kind of... um, dancing around it, but what area of dietetics would you describe that you work in? And also how would you describe like what you do? Yeah, that is a really great question. And honestly, it kind of depends on the day. (laughs) So I would, I would call myself a community dietitian. However, on Mondays and Fridays, I am in student health services in my office and I am doing one-on-one clinical MNT with students. So I get referrals from the providers here. And I get referrals from the counseling center and from our athletic departments and trainers and kind of all over the place. So I do clinicals mainly on Monday and Friday. Um, and then the days in between, I could be 
in the dining center prepping and running smoothie bikes at our salad bar, which I would consider more food service. (laughs) But I could also be doing a tabling or a big event or a presentation anywhere on campus, which would be community. But I think a majority of what I do all falls underneath that big community umbrella, um, except my community that I'm serving is the students at MSU Mankato. So it's not you know, like a community as in like a city or a state or anything that big. Um, I am here to serve the students that go to school here. And that's the community I'm serving. Mm. Yeah. I mmean, so it sounds like you you may wear many different hats uh, mm-hmm. working. You know, you've kind of what you've described earlier is community. Um, but it also sounds like you also like do like outpatient because you um, see students one on one. But then also you have like the food service aspect, too, as well. So, yeah. I mean, it sounds like I mean, to be honest, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's sometimes I'm not going to lie, is super over- <laughs> overwhelming. And I feel and I feel like. A lot of us dietitians and type A's in general do this no matter what field we're working in. Yeah. You take on so many things that you start to feel like you're drowning a little bit and like you're not doing any one thing to yeah. its full capacity. We have to like step back and usually me stepping back is like cleaning my office. <laughs> you know, like you start with like a clean blank slate yeah. and then you focus in on okay I'm gonna finish one thing and check it off my list and then slowly you check off some and you start to feel better so yeah there are some days where I feel like I'm drowning yeah um and but most days I really enjoy that I get to wear multiple hats and I'm not stuck in just one role doing the one thing because by the end of Monday doing outpatient I'm wiped Like, I can't imagine coming back and doing that all over again on Tuesdays. So for you, clinical outpatient dietitians, (laughs) kudos to you. You are amazing people. I couldn't be you. I enjoy doing it, but I like the breaks of the few days in between hand. And the charting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it sounds like you have a good variety um, where it keeps things interesting. But on the other hand, I don't know if you ever feel like um, you, you're like the jack of all trades, but like master of none. You know what yes. I mean? Sometimes I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of, you know, planning and details and again, the things I enjoy doing, but also that can be really difficult and time consuming to kind of juggle all of that. So, I mean, how would you like, what percentage would you say that, um, cause you know, when I think about kind of the, the different things that you do, like, where do you spend most of your time, I guess? Like, is it on like, mm-hmm. is it split evenly between like, you know, seeing students one on one and then doing like um, you, your food service aspects of the job and um, kind of can you give us an idea of what that looks like? Yeah, I guess maybe it's best described. My number one job is to serve our students on campus that have food allergies or special dietary needs. So I'm here for that. That's like my number one job. So whether that means sitting down one-on-one with them, giving them a tour in the dining center, helping them menu plan, um, whatever that may be for them, that's my number one job is to take care of those students first. And then everything else kind of comes after that. Um, My clinical, I would say, is maybe like 
a fourth of mm. my job, maybe a little bit more um, some weeks, but that's just like a small portion. Um, but a majority of it falls underneath that community slash food service, if you will. Mm-hmm. Again, it just kind of depends on the yeah, day sure. of the week and where I'm at. But yeah, less clinical, a little bit more of the other two. I didn't answer your question very well, but no, no, that's great. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's 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 great. And I was also wondering because so your primary clients are students, um, mm-hmm. and can students like can any student come see you or like how how does that work? Like, do you get r- referrals from like? Um, like providers or um, can can students just be like, hey, I want to come see you or like, what does that look like? It's a really great question. So any student that is on a meal plan gets my services for free, complimentary. Um, and then if a student isn't on a meal plan but wants to see me, they just have to purchase 25, we call them dining dollars. So that's money they can use for food anywhere on campus. And then they also get my services for free. I mean, $25 to see a registered dietitian is like nothing, <laughs> right? And then you can use that $25 to purchase food. So right. It's not even like you're just throwing away $25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so virtually anyone can see me for a minimal price of $25 if they want to. <laughs> And our providers down here at Student Health Services are amazing. And I really enjoy working with them. And we have a great relationship of referring back and forth, um, as do um, really the providers myself with the counseling center, too. And I mean, mental health, physical health, all of it goes hand in hand. So we're a pretty good um, triangle of support for our students of referring back and forth. And then developing a relationship with the athletic teams and the athletic trainers has really been a goal of mine this year. I've kind of really dug in and tried to reach out to them because student athletes, I think there's a lot of potential to help them and it really hadn't been tapped into before. So I've just this year, I've really been starting to get a lot of referrals from the ATs and the coaches as well. Mm. So you also work with the, the student athletes as well. Um, mm-hmm. but would you say, would you say most of your students, do they like come in voluntary? I guess the question, do they come in voluntarily want to come see they, you? Or they like, do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They come in voluntarily. Okay. They either, um, email or call me. Some students call me, which is really weird. I'm mm. always surprised when they call me I'm like, oh, you guys call people. You don't just like email and text and right. snap and stuff. Um, so yeah, they contact me or when they're down here seeing a provider, the provider will mention it or the student will mention it and they'll make an appointment with me or if I'm here, I'll just stop in and talk to them while they're down in student health services. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a majority of the time, like they're the ones willingly reaching out to me, which is amazing. They're such a unique population. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're away from home for the first time, you know, thinking about college freshmen. Yep. They're forming their own decisions and figuring out things for themselves and a lot of them are investing in themselves and their health for the first time because they're starting to realize that they need to make it a priority yeah it's really 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 nice to see and it's fun to work with them because they want to learn and they're invested in it definitely yeah i ate terribly when i was a freshman in college so i think it would have been great to have uh, dietetic services uh, available to me but uh anyways yeah. 
you know, it's interesting because you're in a unique position where you may potentially see, you know, your client, who, which is the student, like while you're out and about on campus. Mm-hmm. So do you find that to be like challenging at all or it it's like a nothing no, no big oh, it's deal. like a nothing. Okay. No big deal. I actually really enjoy it, seeing them out and about, and they act like they enjoy seeing me too. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if they don't, they're really good at pretending, but I think it's fun like to run into each other and line at the coffee shop on campus or, you know, they're on their way to class or, um, I've been working a lot this year with the cross country teams, the men and women. So mm. <laughs> typically I'm walking across campus to go to a huddle at our um, Centennial Student Union at, while they're out running and training for their practice. So as they're running by, they're waving me and I'm waving <laughs> to them. And I feel super cool if the college students are waving to me. Right. <laughs> like they're waving they're at you, like they're waving another. at you, but not like not at the person behind you. Um. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. I know that's happened to me before and it's super embarrassing, but, uh, but that's great. Yeah, no, they're waving at you and they're trying to say hi to you. I think that's, that's awesome that you can have that um, kind of a relationship with, with the students that you work with. And it's really nice seeing them as freshmen, you know, ideally they're here for four years. You can really build that rapport and that relationship with them too. It's not like you see them one and done like right. you can run into them over and over again and check in and they're here and you're here so it's really nice yeah i could yeah definitely see that because yeah because i mean they're going to be there i mean depend i mean if they're a freshman they're going to be there for hopefully you know until they graduate yeah um so Which definitely four-ish years <laughs> right. right i mean i took five but whatever <laughs> um so yeah i mean there's really that opportunity to to build that relationship and um, hopefully build a, a healthy relationship with food too, um, mm-hmm. you know, with your help. One of the things I wanted to circle back on, which is in, that I find interesting is that you also um, participate on the food service side. So I, I was wondering if you might be able to elaborate kind of like what exactly you do on the on the food service management side. Yeah, so I actually am employed through Sodexo, but I serve MSU Mankato. Mm. So I'm like this weird middle ground. Like we have our food service employees at our Sodexo and we have our faculty and staff that works for Minnesota State University Mankato. And then here's Holly, the dietitian that is like standing with a foot on both sides. Right. Um, Sometimes it's kind of weird to navigate, but for the most part, I actually really enjoy kind of being involved in both and being in the know. Um, but because I am employed through Sodexo, so I am, you know, again, involved in that food service side, like you mentioned, and my number one goal is helping those students who are eating on campus that have food allergies or special dietary needs. Um, so that includes, we have a station called Simple Servings, which is an allergen friendly station. It's free of seven of the top, currently eight major allergens, soon to be nine, um, so the only allergen we serve there is fish. So I double check the menus at that station. Um, we have a five week menu rotation. So I make sure that everything looks good before we okay it to go into rotation. But in addition to that, I check it every day as well. Um, in addition to all of our other stations, I make sure that all of our allergen level le- labels on our menu boards in the dining center on the website and our app are correct with what's being served. Um, I okay any substitutions that need to be made. 
which had been a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Getting food and food service has been atrocious. Absolutely. Oh. Um, so I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then special menu planning for events. Like I mentioned, the smoothie bikes earlier. I do like trail mix bars. You know, taking over the bakery and offering something healthier is one of my favorite things to do in the dining <laughs> what? center. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah. And the students actually love the trail mix bar. They don't even really get mad that there's nothing else in the bakery except trail mix. They love it. Um, but just, you know, like doing some of those really fun things in the dining center that are different and exciting, but also healthy and offer something that they maybe don't see every single day. Um, so I'm not typically cooking, mm-hmm. um, like for the smoothie bikes, I'll help get stuff ready, like chop up veggies and fruits and whatever. But for the most part, our chefs and cooks at the dining center are phenomenal and they do it much better and faster than I do. So they <laughs> help me. By help me, I mean they end up doing a majority of it because they're like five times as fast as I am at doing anything. Um, so yeah, so for the most part, they keep me out of the kitchen as much as they can. And I'm just out on the floor doing the fun events and double checking the menus. And that's kind of like a majority of it as far as food service. I do um, do like some of the serve safe. I do allergy and food safety audits in the dining center, you know, like the super fun Mm -hmm. paperwork stuff. Um, And then we do special allergy safety training for all of our employees as well, which I execute too. So I guess I do more in food service when I actually (laughs) talk about it and think about it. But yeah. Yeah. So that would be like, because you, you know, we talked about earlier how I think you have two days a week where you're kind of doing more of the outpatient stuff so the other days of the week you are doing this stuff is that right Yeah, everything else yep okay and it sounds like i mean i guess it you know when you're talking about it it sounds like fun too because it sounds like you can also use more of like your creative side of your brain Mm -hmm. um to to be able to put on events like or things like you know your trail mix bar um and things like that yeah yep and then offering that education behind it so like we just did so November is National Diabetes Awareness Month. So I just did a tabling for that um, and did carb counting with the students and bringing awareness to diabetes and the carbs that are in foods and, you know, just little bits of education that may seem really minimal, but they can make a really big impact. And then we had a, a whiteboard where we had students check off um, how many people do you know that are diabetic? And it was amazing to see all of those check marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows someone or more than just one person, but not a lot of people know a whole lot about diabetes and what that means. So just, again, bringing that awareness and offering that little bit of education that can go a really long way. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's it's fun and can be rewarding, especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, building that relationship with students and knowing that, um, you know, they're at a stage in their life that. Uh, where they could try to make a difference in in their eating habits and, and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that I found interesting as we were talking is that, um, so you are employed by Sodexo. Yes. However, Sodexo is like employed by MSU. Yes. So <laughs> who, I guess, who do you report to like <laughs> like who? great question <laughs> yes so at sodexo at msu we have a general manager um and that is who all of us managers report to 
And then he reports to whom we refer to as our clients. And they're the people that basically oversee our contract in the areas where we operate at, at MSU. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind of that like tier of, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my, my job is a managerial role. So I report to the general manager. Do you ever find that you have like competing interests due to kind of like what you said earlier, having like one foot on each side, sort of, so to speak? I have honestly never felt that, luckily. Um, And I don't know. I can't say that it's not the same for other accounts for university dietitians. I know I have heard that from others. But I have never experienced that. My general manager and our whole team at Sodexo here is very supportive. Um, and there's not a whole lot of micromanaging involved, which is really nice. And um, MSU and their staff and our clients and really the student health services team, they're the same way. And everybody just gets along really well. And we all know that we're here to serve our students. And as long as we work together as a team, that job gets done. So luckily, I've never experienced that. Got it. Yeah, it was just something that I was curious about because of the the unique um, mm-hmm. structure of, of your job and um, working for Sodexo, but also you know, I mean, essentially working for MSU as well, right? In a, in a, in an indirect way. So um, I do feel sometimes, you know, I go to um, employee meetings for student health services and for Sodexo and a few others. And I kind of feel like that person where everybody wants information from the other groups and they turn (laughs) and look at me a lot. Like, well, what did they say in your last meeting? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I actually wrote down to share. (laughs) I'm like the the middle person, the communicator, or, you know, like when you play telephone, I'm that person that is kind of delivering the message from one person to the next. That's me. But so far it's worked out really well and I I don't mind it. I like Mm. being in the know. (laughs) I actually really enjoy it. (laughs) That's awesome. And so, um, you know, I think we've talked a lot about um, kind of what you do and and I would be curious to hear about like what part of your job do you find like most interesting or rewarding? I think going back to when we were talking about connecting with the students, mm-hmm. it is always interesting. They're always <laughs> throwing me curveballs. You never really know what to expect with college students. Um, so it's always interesting and it's definitely rewarding and I think again a big piece is I get the chance to see them as freshmen and they're evolving and growing and figuring out who they are and I get to help them with that health and wellness piece along the way and not just seeing them in my office but in the dining center and out and about on campus I'm also out and about so it's definitely very interesting and rewarding at the same time being able to connect with the students. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with the in, in a juxtaposition, juxtaposition to that is like, what are some challenging aspects about your job? I know we talked about earlier how because you wear so many hats, um, you may mm-hmm. be pulled in a lot of different directions. But I guess, um, are there any other challenging aspects besides that? it's so much challenging but I really despise charting I think I've mentioned that <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure you're, you're definitely probably not the only one <laughs> uh, um it can be challenging I mean depending on the student 
work that I'm working with, with like the specifically with food allergies, it can be really challenging sometimes. I mean, we have a student right now that has over a dozen food allergies that's eating in the dining center. Mm-hmm. So it's challenging to get them set up and figure out what they can have and how we can safely feed them. Um, but it's also fun and rewarding too. Like when you're in it and you're beginning, you're like banging your head against the wall. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, how yeah. are we going to do this? Absolutely. It's so much planning and work and detail oriented. And But once you're starting to figure it out and you're doing it and the student is reporting how the food is amazing and your mashed potatoes are better than her mom's mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then it's suddenly rewarding. You're like, oh, it's working. They're eating and they love the food and they're safe and it's fabulous. Yeah. So the same thing that's rewarding can also be really challenging. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I could see how. And I'm curious, like, how do you even um, go about that with someone that has a, a ton of allergies? And like, because, you know, obviously you work in a mass food um, mm-hmm. operation. It's it, And it's hard to just like buy individual things for, for just maybe one or two individuals. So I guess, um, like, how do you like navigate around that, I guess? Yeah, one thing that really helps is the fact that we have that simple serving station. So it's its own basically little kitchen, if you will. So things can be prepped and prepared back there safely for the most part, depending on the allergen. Um, but starting with, you know, those, those students with a lot of food allergies, starting with the point of what do you eat now at home? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what do you currently yeah, eat? Yeah. Get me your recipes and we will mimic them and starting there. So like, give, let's start with, you know, a binder of your favorite recipes and we will be able to mimic that. Um, and then from there, we're usually constantly adding things that they have found in the dining center that they can have and that they enjoy that they've never had before. So because we list all of our allergens, they're able to see like, oh, I can have this. Um they also are special allergen students. They call ahead to order their food because we're special making it for them. And our executive chefs are phenomenal. Um, they're great at making substitutions. And again, they're trained in food allergies. So the student would be able to ask like, hey, I see the braised beef tacos on the menu. Is there any way you can make that for me? And they'll refer to that student's allergen sheet that we have in a special binder they can look at their allergens and be like, well, I can't have this ingredient, but I can make this substitute. Student will be like, yep, that sounds great. They come in, they eat it, they love it, and we add it to their list of things that they can have and that they enjoy. So typically by the time they leave us in the dining center, their recipe book has like quadrupled in size because our food is so amazing and they found a lot of new things that they enjoy eating that they never knew they could have before. Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, you guys can like individualize it for... For students. Yeah. Um, Not only can we, we do. Yeah, right, yeah, no, <laughs> we do yeah. it <laughs> for lots of students every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could see how that might be um, definitely challenging to navigate those. But also, I mean, we're asking, um, you know, our chefs to, to do that all, all on the fly, too. Or mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting. What's something that most people don't know about the area of nutrition that you work in? No, I get a lot that people think that my area that I work in is just menu planning and menu mm. verification. 
And that is a very minimal piece of it. There's really only two times a year when we're doing that. So in the summer, the chefs put together the menu rotation for the fall. And over winter break, they put together the menu rotation for the spring. They do all the work. And I basically look over it and say, yep, looks good. Or, hey, here's a few things I think we need to change. You know, double checking the allergens. Um, that's maybe like two days worth of work for me. So it's really very minimal (laughs) menu planning. And it's a lot of all the other little things, you know, working with the students and putting together a recipe book for them and um, organizing presentations on campus, cooking with the basketball team in the kitchen to help them prepare meals to have in their dorms and their apartments over winter break when they're practicing. You know, there's so many things that people don't know that I do. I think even people that work with me sometimes have no <laughs> idea, like, what the dietitian actually do. What's like, Holly up to you right now? Like, what is she doing <laughs> she over there? She shows up here and does, like, smoothie bikes every once in a while. She tries to cut out fruit and veggies, but she's really bad at it. <laughs> like, we see her talking to students in the cafeteria and giving them tours, and then she disappears. So, like, I'm yeah. all over campus. So I think they think like maybe I would just work a few hours a day, right. but I'm in the dining center for a few hours and then I'm in the Centennial Student Union for a few hours and then I'm over by the athletic teams for a few hours or I'm in student health services. So I think people just have no idea what I do or where I am or where I do it. And that's because it's a little bit of everything everywhere. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess, you know, as, as we've talked and, you know, as you've talked about what you do and all the things that you do. I could see how like this type of work would be good for somebody who really likes variety in their work, mm-hmm. and especially um, because on one hand, you know, like what you were talking about just now about what people may not know is that um, you do, I mean, you're doing like outpatient type of work, seeing students one-on-one um, and you're also, I mean, and food service management is like more of a smaller piece of like what you do. So I think it's, it's, it's great that you you're sharing kind of, um, you know, what you do. So people do have a, an idea of of what someone that a dietitian might do that works on a mm-hmm. uh, university campus. Yeah, it takes a lot of flexibility. You have to be very organized and creative. I would say those three things. If you feel like that's you, this could be a really good job for you. <laughs> Yeah, I could. Yes. And also probably like a self-starter, too, because I feel like, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of it like is basically what you come up with sometimes. <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. You have to be a self-starter, to be able to work independently to get things done, but also as a team occasionally, too. Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody who's uh, maybe looking for work in this type of area, like what they could do or do you have any tips or or advice for that? Yeah, I would say, you know, reach out to dietitians in the field, no matter what field you think you're interested in and sit down and meet with them, whether it's in person or virtually, maybe shadow them for a day just to get an idea of what they're doing. Um, And by all means, don't reinvent the wheel. There's (laughs) typically another dietitian out there who has done it or something similar So never hesitate to ask. I think, you know, just register dietitians as general, no matter what field you're in, we're all here to support one another. Just because I think we are so underrepresented and supported a lot of the times 
that we are here for one another. And there is a dietitian that specializes in pretty much everything or is passionate in something that maybe you don't know a lot about. So ask, because we are all like 99% of the time here to help you about it. And it's okay to ask for help. Um, and I have also learned as a professional that it's okay to say you don't know something too. You know, health and wellness and nutrition is a really, really broad topic. And we're constantly learning more about it. Like there's constantly new studies and science coming out to teach us more. There's no way you could ever know everything about nutrition. So just, you know, being comfortable with saying, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but let me find it for you. And just knowing who and where your resources are and just feeling confident being able to do that. People are going to trust you way more than if you just spit out, you know, like a half answer or you pretend to know. Eventually it's going to come back. So you're oh, you're better off saying, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Well, let me figure it out and get back to you. And just, again, having those people and those resources you can turn to to find those answers. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, like you said, um, building up those resources and trying to build up those connections and, you know, if you're interested in this type of work, uh, maybe reaching out to a dietitian too and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing if they might be able to uh, give a little of their time. And I think I found that um, most dietitians that I, I've talked with have been very generous and which is great because at the end of the day, we should be, you know, building each other up and trying to help each other out. Um, yes. You know, as you mentioned, you know, we we can be tend to be underrepresented or undervalued or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So I think yeah, that's that's really great advice. And I guess lastly, I mean, is there anything else that I didn't ask that you wanted to share before we wrap this up? Oh, I can't think of anything. I feel like we covered so okay. many different things. I don't think we missed anything. Okay. Do you? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, I think we've 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 gone through the whole whole uh, spectrum. So, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. It's what is it? It's like almost eight o'clock over <laughs> at your time. Yeah. Okay. So I know how much um, I we value our time outside of work too. So I, you know, I can't say thank you enough for for taking the time to to do this. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Holly for sharing her perspective and what she does in her work. If you want to see what Holly is up to, you can follow her on Instagram at rdmnsu, and we'll also have that in the episode description. Also, thank you to Andrew Akafong, who was a previous guest on our show, for introducing us to Holly for this interview. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, it would be helpful if you left a rating and review. If you or anyone you know works in a unique or niche area of dietetics and want to be on the show, please reach out to me on social media, LinkedIn, or at our website, www.dietitiansunknown.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.